0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. Glad to have you with us as this podcast uh, originates on a Thursday morning, the 6th of october hey by the way uh happy my dad's birthday today my mom's birthday is next week so uh it's always a big month around the basket house all right so let's talk about this because it's always game day in cleveland brought to you locally by the folks that fixed my mom's house just a few weeks ago that's smiley one smiley one heating and cooling and plumbing you know them, you love them bryant and smiley one the right choice for your comfort and the official uh heating cooling and plumbing uh company of the baskets how's that sound daryl you're more than welcome to use them too i hope you would sometime in the near future let's dive into the fourth quarter because you know i brought this up offensively there's the fourth quarter stall i think i've been talking about it all week it's this the the drives on offense that stall. and if you go back and look at all four games they have had a drive that started with eight minutes and 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter up to about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter where they have gone to complete dog whatever and they just freeze up they they these are important times in the game when it they could use a sustained drive and it just hasn't happened and it's what's made these games i think has made these games closer down the stretch and i i've already chronicled this in in a previously podcast but obviously it's a lot more than just that because the defense needs to hold up their end of the bargain although i will say if the browns could come up with a drive between eight thirty and six minutes to go in the game you might take some of the weight off of the defense as far as being physically exhausted towards the end of the game. But that's not the reason why you give up 15 straight runs in a fourth quarter against the Atlanta Falcons and the Blues in the game. So let's talk about the defense a little bit in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've given up 50 points in the final quarter. Um, They've allowed 95 points to date total. So more than half of the points that they're allowing are coming – in the final 15 minutes, and that's the you know the, the big question. What is happening down the stretch in these games? Here's what safety Grant Delpit said.
0: Yeah, and, you know, just staying locked in for 16 minutes and just having that, you know, killer mentality. that uh to hold to be a top five or more defense. you, know? you got to stick together and play
1: four quarters. Got to have the killer mentality, Andy. I think that's a little telling. With you know, coming out and saying that yeah, that's that's what we need uh for uh four quarters. Um that I think says a lot without saying a lot, if that makes sense.
0: But is that a, a mantra in the locker room right now? Are people going we have to have a killer mentality? We have got to perform in the fourth quarter. Like, do you think that that, that mantra is is generating throughout the locker room? Do you think that everyone's buying into that's the that's the way – I mean, it's, you know, like the T-shirt thing in baseball. Okay, here comes our T-shirts, and they're going to say killer mentality.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be wearing T-shirts, uh, especially because this is what JJ3, John Johnson the third, his thoughts on the state of the defense.
0: There's moments in the game where we gave up, you know, it's like hitting yardage. You know, if you if you take away the obvious bust that we had, like I think we've been a pretty solid group. Uh, they had seven completions last game. I mean, I think we're – We still have potential. You know, it's early in the season,
1: but we just got to go out there and do it. Like I said, if there's a week to do it, it's just – who's he think he is? Butch Davis? Well, you know, if you take away those two 99-yard touchdown runs, we only gave up 15 yards on the ground.
0: Don't get mad, but I do see the hidden yardage thought, though. I mean, the big picture part, I understand what you're saying. But here's where I'll say the hidden yardage is. When you're going down – when you punt the ball and the ball is up in the air and you decide you're going to catch the ball at the nine, rather than letting it hit and then trying. I understand it was a little bit risky, but rather than catching the ball, why wouldn't you let it hit and then try to block it before it goes in the end zone so you could trap a team four or five yards more back, or more yards to have to roll down the field the other way? I, I do see little tiny places where there's hidden yardage, things like that, but I don't know that it's at the extreme that you're – like. I understand what you're saying, and I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but there are times for hidden yardage. I, I get that.
1: I, I they've had like eight they've had so many defensive breakdowns or miscommunications or technique problems. I've lost count. I've stopped counting. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like
0: so it's communication, it's communication. I, I issue. mean,
1: that's why I can't just discount it. Now, Greedy Williams, who's coming back, we'll get into that in, yeah. as well. Um, He's had an opportunity to kind of watch this from a bird's eye view. And here was his thoughts on where things are in the secondary.
0: I mean, they've been playing well. It's just these few plays that they've given up in the secondary is just.
1: He's Butch Davis too. I agree. That's all I can think about.
0: Everything been played well so far. It's just. It is. Like you say, them the small two, three plays that in the game that you'll see that go like fifty yards. So we gotta definitely lock in on it.
1: Yeah, those are kind of problematic.
0: And uh, you know. I mean, Chris, so far from what I've been seeing, except
1: the big plays. I mean, other than the Titanic sinking on its maiden voyage, uh, everything went great, Andy.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: I get I, yeah, it. He, he's obviously, you know, he's coming back. He doesn't want to say anything. That, but, But, like, I just, I can't do the, well, if you take away these big plays, we're playing well. But the, the, the problem is that we can't take away the big plays because the big plays are what are costing you games. The big plays are why you are why you have lost two games. So, yeah, I'd love to give you that, you know, which Davis, but in a little doubt, but I just can't <laughs> do it, my man. Sorry. Teeny-tiny fracture of nine weight-bearing bone. Oh. <sighs> That may be the worst. Does anyone
0: else have any more wisdom on how to fix this stuff in the fourth quarter or no? Uh, no.
1: (laughs) I think we've exhausted the wisdom, but you know, they do have to play Justin Herbert. And um, I thought JJ three had the quote of the, the honest quote of the day.
0: Yeah. I think they're uh, number one in passing. So, you know, if it's a game that you got to get up for and be locked in for is this one. And um, I think, you know, that's, that's the emphasis for, for our room, especially. Um, we've had some flashes of, of good things, but um, I think each and every play, we got to be locked in or we are going to get torched because they've been doing it to anybody, just dating back to last year, too. So if it's a game that, you know, we need our best effort from the secondary, is just- Thank goodness. Somebody said it. Somebody said the truth, right? Are, are, are you not happy for that? I'm happy for that. Somebody is like, not, they didn't throw the bus over anybody. They didn't back the bus up on him, bro. He said the truth. If you don't show up this week, we are getting torched. Respect I, that? I respect, I respect
1: that. the honesty. Yes. 100%.
0: It, it's better than listening to these guys say, well, you know, uh, there's no real problem here, and it's one play here. Or, you're right, like the the, the missing yardage, and, uh, the you know, it's. I, I think we're all playing great. I, I mean, I, I, I know you're saying it, but it, what happens is your words mean absolutely nothing after a while. And it, it, nothing against Kevin, but Kevin's not saying anything in these press conferences now. I think he has gone from somebody who was decent to listen to in these press conferences to not saying one word, like he's making
1: bill Belichick sound like a poet right now. You're not getting an argument from me, <laughs> but keep in mind, I have to be in the room. So oh, oh, gonna... we're playing it. I'm listening to it too. I, it's just,
0: I, um, if they win a couple games, you think they'll lighten up a little bit?
1: No. It How many times have I tried to get Kevin Stefanski to lighten up? Uh, that's a good question, Daryl. Quite a few. Ah, I would say wow. more times than the Browns have blown coverages this season. Um, So they got all these big, fancy, strong arm quarterbacks they're going to play, right? Right. Are they ready? Grant Delpit. Uh, you know, this is the NFL, so every week we're going to face a good quarterback. But,
0: you know, uh, like you said, in the stretch, we got a lot of good quarterbacks we're going up against, a lot of good offices. And it should be a test for us. But, you know, we what we do every week to prepare the same and –
1: I'm going to translate that and say, hell no. Back to you.
0: I think part of the problem with what he said there is, um, let's see, week one quarterback was Baker Mayfield. If he hasn't lost his job by the time this is aired, he's about to lose his job. Uh, Week two was uh, Joe Flacco, right? Correct. Okay, I'll move on from the next one. The next quarterback they saw was Mitch Trubisky. He's lost his job too. And last week was, uh, who was last week? Marcus Mariota. I'm just kidding. That Mariota is just like trying to survive in this league. He's a placeholder for that job. You can tell me they're not going to have another quarterback starting next year. Of course they are. It's not every quarterback in this league that's A1A. They're just going to see a lot of the A1A guys over the next couple weeks.
1: And he also doesn't want to provide any bulletin board material for anybody either.
0: I get that, but (laughs) But who are we going to see? The fact of the matter
1: is they are, and they, they, the defense has played well in spurts, but they have choked down the stretch against average quarterbacks and average teams. And they're about to play above average quarterbacks and above average teams. And this seven game stretch is basically going to, Make or break this season. I just I don't think that there's any dispute in that.
0: Yeah, I, and I also think just the last point in the segment it's just that all three phases of the game have let this team down at some point in the fourth quarter in all four games. It's always game day in Cleveland. We're back with more. We're going to look more ahead at the Morehead. Is that sound right? Morehead State. They're decent football team. Um, as we look ahead, we will talk about the Chargers coming
1: up. On it's always game day. In Cleveland.